Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. It's time for another edition of Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson and myself, and maybe talk about going against the grain a little bit. Being a good advisor isn't about winning a popularity contest or just saying the same thing as every other talking head. Uh, it's about giving the best advice for the individual, even if that means going against the grain from a traditional rule or rule of thumb or you know conversation piece or whatever that might be. So to, on today's show, we're going to peel that back a little bit and just discuss areas where a good financial advisor might go against the grain within the mainstream ideas of the industry. Jude, what's going on, buddy? Hey, my friend, I am doing very well today. How about yourself? Doing pretty good, hanging out, looking forward to chatting with you about this. Um, you know, you could think about this in any way you want to put it. Different people receive information different ways, but I think there's a couple of areas in life where we want the professional we're working with to give it to us, you know, give us the information, right? If you're talking yep. with your doctor, hey, yes, I'd like you to have a decent bedside manner, but if you've got to tell me some hard news, man, just tell me the hard news, right? That's how I am. Same thing, I think, with wealth. Uh, somebody comes to see you and, and they're hoping, if they're looking for a yes man or a yes woman, that's probably not the best trait to have in an advisor, someone who just kind of always says, oh yeah, you're doing great, or oh yeah, your ideas are always fantastic, especially if they're not, because that's just going to hurt you in the long run. Absolutely. I, and I think it's one of the things that our clients appreciate about us, because uh, mm -hmm. I will tell it to them straight, whether yeah. they agree or disagree, uh, whether it's against one of their favorite news commentators or mm, uh, yeah. a friend or a spouse, I have to feel that I'm giving the client the benefit of my experience, my education, and the best advice that's custom to their situation. Yeah. And you have to, because you're fiduciary, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's part of that rule there. You have to do that anyway, which has always struck me as weird. It's like, it's so funny that we have to have something like that. You would think that anyone <laughs> in any industry would just do the right thing, right? Uh, by their client. Uh, I sometimes make that joke with uh, a mechanic, you know, with the fiduciary that Jude is, folks, basically says he has to do what's legally, ethically, morally, morally correct for his clients versus suitable. There's the other side of that. It's just suitable yeah, only. Absolutely. And if you think about a mechanic, if your mechanic said to you, hey, I fixed your tire, it's suitable. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't, I don't want to get in that car. I don't know how good I'd feel, you know. Um, so, and it's like, no, I want you to fix it, you know, to the absolute best that you can possibly do. So, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, again, going against the grain, Jude, that might be, let's say, for the amount of risk, okay? Uh, retirees, pre-retirees, we talked on the last podcast about rules of thumb. So if someone says, well, I use the, you know, the rule of 100, you're 70, sir or ma'am, so therefore 30% is at risk, boom, you're done. Well, it may go against the grain, Jude. You may be looking at someone's specific situation and saying, um, you know what, that's not going to be wise for you, you know? So let's let's talk about why we're not doing that. Absolutely. And I'm going to give you some specific examples okay. of clients that I've worked with where that just didn't work. For instance, I've got a client that received an inheritance that they didn't know that they were going to have. And prior to receiving that inheritance, we were invested pretty conservatively. When they received the inheritance and we did the math and looked at how much they really need for retirement, it completely changed this client's life. And so we went from being pretty conservative in their portfolio to being pretty aggressive because now the goal was more about creating legacy than funding retirement. 
One other example, uh, as you know, we use a bucket plan philosophy when trying to make sure our investment strategies matches what the client is trying to receive for income. One of the products that we've used often is a uh, is a variable annuity. In the annuity, it guarantees income for that particular client. And inside the annuity are various sub-accounts, kind of like mutual funds. And so sometimes we're more aggressive in the annuity as far as the investment allocation, because we know the income is guaranteed. They can't get any less income than what we had agreed upon. Mm. So every situation is a little bit different and should be customized to that particular client's goals and what they're trying to achieve overall. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about life insurance, maybe the appropriate use or even having it at all, Jude. Uh, Some of the conventional wisdom is, well, you know, after age, let's say 70, who needs life insurance, right? Or whatever. But it could be a useful tool. So it might be going against the grain to possibly recommend it. Exactly. I want to give real world examples so people can kind of relate to this. Got another client, great couple. They, They own their own business. They're both in their early 60s. They had a term insurance policy that they owned for 30 years. And when we reviewed the policy, it was getting ready to expire. They said, well, Jude, I'm so glad I don't have to spend any money on this anymore. We never needed it. <laughs> and their net worth was such that if they passed on, either spouse was going to be okay if one predeceased the other. But then we started talking about legacy and what they really wanted to do for their, their kids and grandkids and possibly great-grandkids. And we set up a trust that will surpass their life and will take care of the great grandkids uh, should they bury any. And life insurance was a major vehicle in that planning strategy. In the beginning, they thought, I'm done with life insurance. I don't need it anymore. But when they started, when we started doing some advanced planning and really thinking about what they wanted to do in the future, life insurance became key to that plan. Yeah, absolutely, Jude. Again, sometimes it's changed so much that it could be a useful tool, even though it may seem a little weird to think, why why would I need insurance at this point of life? But there could be some different things that you're trying to accomplish within your strategy that maybe a life insurance product can tackle for you. Um, Another place is, and we've got a few on this list. I don't know if we'll get through them all, but we'll try to get through as many as we can, is how to handle debt. I think with this one, and maybe I don't know if we want to lump the house into it or not, Jude, if it's, you know, since there are two different kinds of debt, maybe, but in general, you have some planners and advisors who say, get all debt of any kind gone before you stop working, and others that say it's okay, you know, to have some in retirement. So maybe going against the grain just kind of depends on the, the week or the month, I suppose. <laughs> and and the client's particular situation. True. Yeah. Uh, there's some debt that I credit card debt, particularly as you listen to this podcast in in 2022, where the Fed is raising interest rate. Credit card debt is very expensive, but as you alluded to, real estate debt is probably still uh, a good deal as as real estate values increase, and so it it really again t- depends on. What is your particular situation? What are you trying to accomplish? Let someone like a good financial planner kind of help you back into, okay, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. Is that useful in this situation or not? And then we can customize that answer for the client. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's, 
you know, debt's always going to be one of those conversations, you know, to deal with. So how about this one, though, Jude? Appropriate uses of annuities, kind of like life insurance. You know, it can be very polarizing. So you could be going against the grain by either not suggesting to use one or suggesting to use one, depending on, you know, the scenario. I want to be very clear when it comes to annuities. Annuities, depending on their use, can be an excellent strategy or could be absolutely horrible for the client. And what determines that is working with a good financial planner that understands what your goals, what you're trying to accomplish, what your time frame is. At our firm, although we are fiduciaries, we use annuities quite often to bring stability to a client's overall portfolio. But then we have some clients who said, Jude, you know, I I had a bad experience with annuity or I read you know, some author on CNN said that annuities were the worst thing since, since the devil. Yeah. And so we, we will work with the client to create uh, an alternative strategy that may work as well. But I don't want people to just say, I read someplace annuities are bad. Yeah. How is the annuity going to be used in your situation? I think explanation will go a long way, but some people do shut themselves down to the conversation even prior to. I actually thought of an interesting example for this, Jude. Do you have an older brother or a younger brother? I have four older brothers and four older sisters. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so here's an interesting way to think about annuities, and there because there's different kinds of annuities, right? There's multiple yes. types. So you know, let's say Jude, that you're just the the one sibling older than you. Let's say a year or two older than you uh, in school. They, you know, they go to school, they get these teachers and they're just terrible, right? The teacher is not happy with them. They're unruly. They're problematic, you know, whatever the case is. Well, you know, what, what's going to naturally happen, right? So they, they move on, they're out of their class. Well, now a year later or whatever, here comes another Wilson, right? And so they immediately go, oh, they, they kind of say, well, Jude's probably exactly like his brother was. And therefore, they automatically have this kind of, you know, their eye on you. Like they're, not, they're thinking you're going to be problematic as well, even though you're a completely different person. Same kind of thing with an annuity. Variable annuities tend to get the bad rep, even though there's so many different kinds and some may be useful. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, particularly since my brother above me was an angel. And <laughs> maybe the one above I him. Was, yeah, I was not so much, but ah. I, I eventually got on the right path. Okay, so. okay, nice, nice. But, but it kind of gives people a way to think about it because, you know, it's it kind of often, what is the one bad apple spoils the bunch, so to speak, right? Exactly. So one of them gets a lot of bad press and then it kind of taints all the other ones, but it could potentially be the only tool in the arsenal that kind of accomplishes the things you're trying to accomplish. And if you walk into a situation already closed off to it, you could be hurting yourself. So it may go against the grain a little bit, but it may be the useful thing to do. Um, Same conversation, Jude, but with mutual funds. Uh, You know, they've kind of been taken over in a lot of ways. People are much more interested in ETFs, I think, because of some of the, because they trade like a stock, yet they work like a mutual fund. Uh, So, but there still could be a use. It could go against the grain again to use them. I think for most people who are starting off to trying to build wealth through investments, mutual funds are a great strategy. As long as you understand, you know, your risk tolerance, uh, the, the different types of mutual funds that are there and build a good portfolio for you. But understand that a mutual fund is a mutual strategy for a lot of people. It's not customized. So uh, the example I like to give, I I have a mutual fund that I've been, been investing in for about 15 years. It's done very well for me. 
Uh, my sister asked me for a recommendation for a mutual fund for my nephew. My nephew's 17 years old, doesn't have my tax situation, doesn't have my income, doesn't uh, is much more aggressive than I am. We're in the same mutual fund, but we're two different people. Mm. It's a mutual solution for a bunch of people. As you start to get older, wiser, and maybe have a higher net worth, you may need a customized strategy where you own individual stocks and bonds. And we help clients with either situation. Gotcha. Well, our final one, Jude, to talk about is cash. The appropriate amount of cash, the level of cash, how much do you need? Um, you know, this one is one that can be certainly polarizing for people because there's a bigger emotion sometimes attached to this. Some people say, no, I, I need X amount of dollars to feel good, to feel safe. Or others, while their advisor may say, no, 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 you have way too much at risk. So sometimes going against the grain could be siding with the individual who just needs that emotional component. So you figure something out someplace else. Or it could be really putting your foot down with them and saying, no, look, we have got to do something different because you are just losing way too much money safely. This is my favorite of all topics to start off with when we're bringing on a new client. Because I really want to know what's important about money to you? I ask that question to clients mm -hmm. to start off to understand what their psychological relationship is with money. And you hear the most interesting answers, Mark. Sometimes people say, well, money means safety, money means freedom, money means this or that. And then we move into how much money do you need to have set aside to have a sleepless night? And that also brings multiple answers. Right. I'll give you an example. I have a couple uh, one spouse is highly aggressive and will say to me, every dollar that I have in the bank is a dollar that the, that the bank is making money off of me and not paying me jack. And so <laughs> I want as little in the bank as possible. The other spouse says, hey, my parents really struggled when I was young because uh, my dad lost his job. I need to have enough money on the sidelines that if we were out of work for six months, I know everything is going to be okay. Now try to negotiate that between a couple. <laughs> so right. we, we've, we've had some very interesting conversations, but we, we help people come to that place where they feel this amount of cash is good to have. And you're right. The consideration is, you know, what's going to make me feel comfortable, but also, you know, I don't want to lose money slowly, safely, because every dollar that you have in the bank that's not keeping up with inflation, you're losing money and you're paying taxes on it. Yeah, very true. So sometimes, you know, folks, and I think we all know this in life, we do have to go against the grain a little bit. It can be hard with money because we're so emotionally invested in, in what's going to happen with it. And it's understandable, but, you know, sometimes you've got to think outside the box a little bit to maybe accomplish the goals that you're after. And none of that really gets done if you don't take the action for yourself to have a strategy and have an advisor in your corner helping you get that done. So if you're not already working with Jude and you're checking out the podcast, uh, definitely reach out to him at centrustfs.com. That's Centrust fs.com and there's lots of good tools tips and resources there you could subscribe to the podcast share this with others who might benefit from the show uh, that you know might enjoy the, the content as well you can find it all subscribe to it on any app that you like using like apple google or spotify by just typing in plan wise retire free in the search box or you could stop by the main website or you could stop by the alternate website for the podcast which is plan wise retire free podcast 
Com. Pretty easy. So, Jude, thanks for hanging out and going against the grain, my friend. Rebel with a cause. That's right. <laughs> That's right. My wife would say rebel without a clue for me, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> thanks so much, my friend. We'll catch you next time here on Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson, Holistic Wealth Manager at Centrust Financial Strategies. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson, who is solely responsible for its content.